It's lightly snowing in minus 29 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. An extreme cold warning has been issued for the city of Calgary and most of the province. Extremely cold wind chill values are expected throughout the week, with the coldest falling between minus 40 and minus 50. If you are going outside, make sure to cover up because frostbite can develop within minutes on exposed skin, especially with wind chill. Remember, if it's too cold for you to stay outside, it's too cold for your pet to stay outside. Hope for a brighter future was the Christmas Day message from Premier Jason Kenney to Albertans. Our Premier acknowledged this being the second holiday season in a row that has deeply been affected by the pandemic. He also paid tribute to the province's frontline workers. We should be especially grateful for our frontline healthcare workers who have gone above and beyond the call of duty to help save lives during the past two incredibly difficult years. Kenny also gave a shout out to the many volunteers who have given up their time to help others during this time of need. The Public Health Agency of Canada says its investigation into a salmonella outbreak in Western Canada has determined that 84 people have become ill this fall from the bacteria. The agency says on its website that the outbreak is linked to Alaska brand frozen whole kernel corn and people have reported getting sick in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Ontario, but those cases were linked to travel to Alberta and BC. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has issued food recall warnings for Alaska brand frozen whole kernel corn and for Fraser Valley Meats brand frozen whole kernel corn, saying people should not eat, use, sell or serve any of the recalled products. Transit experts are warning that politics could be driving up the cost of Canada's light rail projects. Canada has seen an explosion in the cost of projects over the last several years compared to peer countries around the world. Berlin-based transit researcher Alan Levy says part of the problem is that politicians promise projects before they have been fully thought out. I mean, who is the lowly engineer to tell him you don't actually need that or let's cut this station? Or, or I know you promised this interest group something, so you need to break that promise because that's going to cost us another half a billion dollars. Political meddling can happen at all levels of government, but experts say it can have a secondary, indirect or cumulative effect on the cost of projects. South African Nobel Peace Prize winning activist Desmond Tutu has died at the age of 90. Julie Walker reports. The Archbishop Desmond Tutu Trust says he died peacefully Sunday in Cape Town. Tutu grew up in apartheid South Africa and used his pulpit to galvanize public opinion against racial inequality, both at home and globally. When the country's apartheid government ended and Nelson Mandela took office in May of 1994, Tutu celebrated. Before our very eyes, we see a miracle unfolding and our dreams becoming reality as the sun shines on a new dawn for us all, black and white together. South Africa's president says Tutu's death is another chapter of bereavement in our nation's farewell to a generation of outstanding South Africans who have bequeathed us a liberated South Africa. I'm Julie Walker. Taking a look at sports, for the second year in a row, the World Juniors Hockey Tournament is being held in Alberta. The preliminary round gets underway today. Canada takes on the Czech Republic at 5 and the defending champion United States will face Slovakia at 7.30. Global News SkyTracker weather. A 60% chance of flurries in minus 25 today, a wind chill near minus 40, and the risk of frostbite within minutes. Partly cloudy in minus 34 overnight. Sunny tomorrow with a high of minus 29 and a wind chill of minus 41. 
A mix of sun and cloud and minus 19 on Tuesday. Sunny and minus 20 on Wednesday before warming up slightly. A mix of sun and cloud and minus 13 on Thursday. Sunny and minus 17 on Friday. It's minus 29 at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Well, good morning. Oh, there we are. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And I don't think we're going to be gardening too much out there. It is a little bit chilly. I think we're sitting at like minus 30 of some sort, which is uh, pretty cold out there. So um, good to have this little bit of snow cover um, on on covering up the perennials and your trees and shrubs and things like that and uh, help insulate things a little bit. And when it melts, which we will get a Chinook, that'll add some nice needed moisture down into the ground for our plants. So hopefully everyone had a good Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody and uh, happy Boxing Day. I know we're having a couple big Boxing Day sales down at the store today. Uh, two big one-day sales. So I'll cover that when Jen joins me. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, want to give me a shout. We're going to chat about uh, what you want to do with those amaryllis or poinsettias. Or any other things you want to chat about, um, phone lines will be wide open, 403-974-8255, if you'd like to join me. And uh, that would be greatly appreciated, because I know at this time of year, it is a little bit uh, on the slower side for the gardening questions, but um, it's, a, it's a great time. I was just out looking outside at my yard, and it, it is a good time to assess your landscaping needs for the following year. Like I was looking out and with the snow, it really shows you what you have or what you got missing. I got some three to four foot mountain pines I planted a couple of years ago. Those are coming up nice, gives me that nice color. But on one side of my yard, I really don't have any evergreen color at the back. So I definitely want to add a bit more winter color because honestly, like we get November, December, January, February, March, and even April, with no leaves in our yard, and it's nice to have that nice mixture of evergreen and then summer foliage and uh, all that fun stuff. And we're also gonna we're gonna hit on some some trends coming up this year, also the color of the year, and it'll tie into quite a few of the plants and stuff that we'll see, <coughs> especially in the pots. If you like to follow some of that and keep uh, keep on trend uh, in your yard, and uh, anyways, so we're going to cover a bunch of that kind of fun stuff. Um, when you want, to, if you'd like to join us again, like I said, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. And uh, but right now I'm going to go. Jen is on the line. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Merle. Mary. After- Oh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Merry Boxing Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah. have to think about where we were in time there for a moment, but I'm good. I know. It's, it goes by. Uh, it's amazing that it's Boxing Day. It's minus 28. And uh, how how's the store? Is it thawed out there? You're able to it's, get in there? Are the doors yeah. opened up? Yeah, no problem at all, although I didn't want to hang on to the metal with bare hands for too long. But, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> We're nice and cozy inside, and I cleaned up the front walkway. And, uh, yeah, and Jess and I are going to clean up down there after all the, the the chaos and mayhem and fun of Christmas. 
Yeah, it was a good season, wasn't it? We had lots of great people through. We did. Um, Chris and and Carolyn and Val made some beautiful Christmas arrangements. They all went out, and those three ladies did a great job on that. And, and Chris leads that team, and she does a great job on that. And uh, so great stuff. And and then you ladies in the greenhouse just kept it. Every time I go <laughs> through there, I, I'm still impressed. It just looks like we're second to none when you go around looking for tropical selection and care. Um, you guys are doing that's uh, Jen and Jess and Lisa, the that. greenhouse crew down at Spruce It Up. So thank yeah. you to Thanks. to all y'all and and then of course like Brad and Kent and the rest of the team, Terry, everybody around, you know. So um, <laughs> to keep naming it, Merle. Keep going, keep going. I know. Meg's well in done. today, I think. Yeah, yeah, well done. Conrad no, and good. Luke. <laughs> and Katie, and then in the office, we got Andrea and and, uh, and Anna, and of course, leading the team is Jeremy upstairs. <laughs> we do have a behind the scenes, though, hey, that people don't really get to see or know about. I mean, we do well, have people that, right? Yeah, actually, and, and one of the pictures that Lisa posted on Instagram, um, Jeremy mm-hmm. had his toucan down there, and I go, who's that big guy? Like, you forget because he's always sitting down at his desk. You sometimes forget how big he is, eh? Like, yeah, he's a uh, he's a strapping young lad, and uh, <laughs> yeah, or Jeremy absolutely. Upstairs. But he's yep. taken, ladies. Sorry, you can't sneak up he's and try taken. to get Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, he's taken yeah. with all he has his a ladies. lovely life and family, and so yeah. Um, but I couldn't. I just, I'm like, honestly, I looked at the picture. Who is that in the picture? So I had to pull up and close it up. And then, uh, really? Oh, that's it, yeah, because yeah. it, it looked. I go, who is that big tall guy downstairs? I go, I don't remember that guy. So yeah, anyways. no, we have a good crew. Our crew upstairs is just as fun as our crew downstairs, and it's uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. So, no, we're we're very fortunate. Uh, it's never been better, and uh, you guys have really just pulled all the team together, and we're working as a unit, which is it's nice. We're all in the bus going the same direction. So and that's it's hard to do when you get a bunch of people, right? Like it's, it's true. No, it's true. It's uh and, we are going the same direction and and uh fun is the first stop. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, at least on my bus, ding, ding. I don't know. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> pull the pull the bill. <laughs> the fun stop. Oh, we're going to uh, be loopy today. So, yes. Yeah, so I've asked Jen, she's probably going to hang out with me a little bit longer for a little good part of the show today. We're going to bounce ideas and chat about stuff. Um, unless we get tons of callers, then you can chat with both of us. Of course, we're going to take all your questions um, and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. And I got a tropical question right off the bat here, Jen, for what? you. What? Okay. It says, Merry Christmas. This is from Terry. wonder if it's your Terry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> He's quizzing you first thing here, first thing he in the morning. Be. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, he says. <laughs> How or can I air layer a Hoya Carnosa? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm not sure why someone would want to air layer when I'm thinking there's a better propagation method. Um, I would pull. Unless just they a, wanted to add it to a different one or something. Possibly, yeah. Depending on can you do it? I'm thinking, Merle, you might know better than than me. I don't have a uh, lot of experience air layering. I, I, I think you probably could. They're pretty a soft tissue, and they they root really easy. They, so I think yeah. air layering would be actually quite quite easy to do with that. You know what? And and I think it'd be neat to see a bit more of that. I know it was really quite big. Like um, 
even 30 years ago outside, like a lot of people were doing um, like grafting of different apples and mm-hmm. and then all that kind of stuff. And it's starting to pick up again. We're starting to see a lot more of a demand for it when you have a smaller yard and you want to be able to have three or four varieties of apples in your yard, but you don't have room for three or four trees. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of fun, but I think in the in mm. the house plants, it'd be kind of neat if you had a ficus, and then you had a fiddly ficus, uh, a variegated ficus, and kind of do it all on there. We should maybe that's a new maybe, trend. Yeah, let's maybe mm. let's play with a plant out there. We'll pick one that could be our our guinea pig that we're going to mess around with a bit, and, and uh, <laughs> well, we're going to do that again. Okay. Well, I just thinking for Terry with the Erlanger of the Hoya, I'd be worried about the stem too because it's so thin. Right. Yeah, like it'll be hard to. Stem. Yeah, so I think if you if you did it, um, but you, yeah, you need, but those smaller ones, oh, it yeah. is hard. I I would think it. I'm sure it's doable. I just think with that, it's such a small diameter in there. Well, right? you know it's, it's really big right now too, and I and I hopefully have some coming in. Are those air layering um, um, balls? So what you oh. do is you put it over top of your like over top of the branch and it has soil on it, mm-hmm. and and then it roots it right on the thing. When you open it up, you can just cut it off, and then you already have another plant started right on the. That's so amazing. So that yeah. would be maybe something you could do with this hoya, right? Absolutely. I, I'd be curious to know what Terry's going to be doing with the hoya if he's uh, coming up with some new stuff. But um, well, Terry, maybe if you want to get on the call, get on the phone and give us a shout. Yeah, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. Um, but there is, um, you can definitely air layer and propagate hoyas. They're very easy to propagate. Love those um, plants. Yeah, they're gorgeous, and we still have a gorgeous one. We had one of our um, longtime customer and listener to the show. Um, her and her husband were moving away from their um, acreage. Um, and they were moving to a smaller house, and they donated um, six or seven big, big plants, and we still have them in the greenhouse. Um, it's kind of neat. Beautiful. Those are just our character plants that we have. And we get asked almost every day, are we those do. for sale? Yeah, <laughs> said, No, those so are just... Pretty. They're yeah. just hanging out here at Spruce, so um, we do appreciate. Obviously, we can't take them from everybody like that, but it was, these ones were special. They were um, from a special lady, and it was just it was nice to to get those and uh, and to see them what they what they've done and and cool. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so, very cool, especially if you want to see a Hoya blooming. Um, I can't seem to get mine to bloom at home. I have several varieties, but the ones here bloom all the time. So yeah, it's a nice one to see as well. Get a a sneak peek. Yeah. Also, I got another text here. It says, how far apart do radish seeds need to be when you plant them? This year I tried growing some in a small pot and they never took off. I think I had too Mm. many seeds. And and radishes are really tough that way. Um, Less is almost better or you have to thin them out because when they do come up, if you have them so tight together, they just just fight each other. Right. I, I sprinkle them really loose, or and I even cheat sometimes. And if I can find a good quality seed tape, um, radishes, carrots, a few of those ones, it's a little pricier, but you, you always like they're 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 good that way. Like they're they're kind of spaced out if you don't want to mess with it. But you just have to be really diligent. You just put a few in a pack at a time, and then just go along. And so I I'd say kind of at least 
every inch or so and go sparingly but it's mm-hmm. it's so easy to um overseed those so anyways but uh, hey jen you and i are going to take a quick break okay. terry has called us so we're going oh, to chat with cherry terry about awesome. his uh, hoya carnosa carnosa Okay. And if I learn how to speak, I asked Santa <laughs> for a proper vocabulary, but he still declined me. So, anyways, anything over three syllables, I will still struggle so going good, into Merle. 2022. But, we uh, got you. <laughs> all right. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, where the buy more, save more sale is on now. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And Jen and I are going to bring Terry up on the line. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing really good. Thank you. Awesome. So maybe you can maybe elaborate a little bit more. Um, what you're looking to do with your Hoya. Okay, this Hoya, I took a cutting from my mother's like 50 years ago. And I've been growing it and propagating it in water since then. But I think I sent you a video how it goes all around the living room, the dining room, everything. Yeah, okay, I remember that before. Yeah, and I'm wondering, and what I have done... I've taken one of those long trendles that has some leaves on it, and I took one of those triangular plastic pizza box holder wrappers, and I used it as a pin, and I pinned it into another container of soil and then covered it, and I'm trying to keep it moist as a way of air layering. But I don't know if that will work, because I'm thinking... If it goes in water and sprouts roots from nodes, could it not do the same thing into a Actually, growing? How long medium? are you? How long has it been doing it? How long have you had it in there so far? Uh, a week, one of them, and just a couple days the other. Yeah, you're, you're looking at probably three to four weeks, okay. um, even um, before, and you'll see, and you'll, you'll be able to lift it off gently and just sort of look underneath there, but. I leave it a good four weeks. Okay. Um, they and do take you- a little bit longer because they are like the stems are quite like the wax. It takes a bit more mm-hmm. for those it's to root than. That's correct. Like it okay. takes a little bit more for those compared to um, even like a African violet or some of the ones that aren't quite so hard and waxy like the Hoya. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, what about these balls that you were speaking of earlier? It's almost exactly what you just you just made your own almost. <laughs> okay, um, so these I would just wrap around a stem that's flowing without it being in a pot. Yeah, this is just sort of like a. It's like a you know like those we all have the takeout trays that we have yep. nowadays. Yeah. So this is just a miniature version of that with a hole on each end. Okay. And it just clamps over top of the branch, and okay. then you have it filled with soil. And then it, there's roots in there. Then you can just pop it open, and uh, 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 but you almost did the same thing. You're do, you're doing the same thing. Like yeah. it's 
Well, a um, long time ago, I tried to air layer using a plastic bag and whatever, and it was a nightmare. It just dried out. Hmm. You know, yeah, the, it was it was like grabbing one of those stems with soil and wrapping it, and it just dried out. Like I couldn't keep it moist. Hmm. Maybe okay. I needed to wrap it in plastic after yeah. I put the yeah. The, uh, yeah, you do need to around it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You need the plastic okay. to hold the moisture in. There you um, go. Yeah, because if you just left it like a cloth, it's just going to dry out. That's unless exactly. you're constantly, yeah, unless you're constantly adding moisture to it. Like if you had a like a turkey baster from a top, and you just kept dripping yeah. the water into the cheesecloth. Right. Then that would work, but the other way. Um, I'm going to get a bunch of these uh, propagating balls, and uh, oh, we'll, we'll have those. We'll have those in great. stock. Yeah, because then I can just, you know, on that those long, long, long plants, I can just clasp your item around a node, and I can propagate many at once from one long forty-foot stem. Absolutely. Okay. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> and, nice and, and Keep an eye on the temperature, too. We want to make sure, because we're in the colder months, too. Yeah. We want to make sure it stays nice and warm as you're doing that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds well, beautiful. So, oh, it's a beautiful plant. Good Absolutely for you. Absolutely beautiful. And do, you, mm. do, you, do you still fertilize it? Yes, I do. Not every fertilize, but every second at about half strength, I put 20, 20, 20 in, and when it's... In the blooming range, then I put a fifteen thirty fifteen in them. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Work. You do. You're doing everything right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, hope you had a great Christmas and uh, happy Boxing Day. If you're going to go out and look for some deals, or not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I hear not you there. Awesome. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you so much for much. calling. Thanks, okay. Terry. Thank Goodbye. Bye. 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 And, Not and I a think this, No, uh, yeah, smart girl. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, and that's the nice thing. If you if you do want to come down and check us out at Spruce Up, we have uh, our Boxing Day sale today. Um, so what do you what do you got on sale down there? Speaking of it, where do you what are you gonna what are you offering up? There's so much on sale. I had to take a picture. <laughs> there's so much. Um, tropical plants. Buy one get one half off. Um, pots, excluding the Berg's pots, but they're also buy one, get one half off. Home decor, buy one, get one half off. Giftware, buy one, get one half off. All Christmas merchandise, buy more, save more. Um, yeah, that's, that's so our basically sale. Every, so basically everything, everything, here. In, in the, <laughs> everything in the store is on everything, sale. Yeah, although we need to keep the staff. But yes, everything else, it's, and except for the Berg's, but um, yeah, come on in and, and we'll show you around. Yeah, and it's hard. Like it's, and we, we had a lot of people asking this year throughout the season. Um, so we used to have always have an annual pot sale at the end of the mm-hmm. season, and and this year I didn't do it. It's just the cost of replacing pots right now is getting. So, so I'm just telling people like we're not yep. changing price tags. We're not jacking these ones up. Yeah. But the way things are trending towards 2022, prices are going up. On everything, so badly, yeah, yeah. So they're they're on sale now. When you look at it, and then when you're offering this sale, you get another like works out to twenty five percent off. So that's 
pretty decent. It's awesome, and Merle. Yeah, people ask abs- all the time about pots. All the time are these pots going on sale. And, of course, I had no idea you were doing this. And so I think it's awesome. What a nice surprise yeah. for people. One day. One day yeah. sale. Yeah. But i got to take a break right here, Jen. You and I will okay. come back. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Light snow and minus 28 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Megan Cobb. An extreme cold warning is in effect for the city. If you're going outside, remember to cover up. Exposed skin can get frostbite in a matter of minutes. Nobel Peace Prize laureate and former Archbishop of Cape Town, Desmond Tutu, has died at the age of 90. He had been battling prostate cancer. Tutu is best known for fighting the former apartheid regime in South Africa. Holiday travel is in disarray this Christmas weekend in North America. More than 6,000 flights were cancelled globally, with almost one-third of affected flights to, from, or within the U.S. Chance of flurries in minus 25 today, wind chill minus 40. Cloudy and minus 34 overnight, wind chill minus 43. Sunny and minus 29 tomorrow, a wind chill of minus 41. It's minus 28. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Lessa Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I got Jen Lemire with me. And she is the greenhouse manager down at Spruce It Up. Um, welcome back, Jen. Thanks, Merle. Um, what was I going to say? Actually, I want to. I, I, I sent you a list this morning of a uh, few things, some trends, and uh, what mm-hmm. to do with the amaryllis and and a few other things. Amaryllis, um, yeah. Well, that that is one that it, it's such a great Christmas plant. And we do have, um, I think we're, I think they're all gone. But they're, we had them throughout the Christmas season. But then the the infamous amaryllis question: How yeah. do I get that thing to rebloom? <laughs> this is good. Um, let's talk about this because mine, because obviously with some of the shipping stuff, I got mine a little bit late. But uh, so it hasn't even bloomed yet. But I do want to hear about. But which is date. good though, because I yeah. find that you're you're so busy um, before Christmas, you're not really sitting enjoying your time at home as much because everyone's true. running around doing stuff and working and sort of January, everyone gets to slow down a bit, hang out. And, uh, and then you get to enjoy if you have that amaryllis that's still blooming or whatever else. That's um, a good point, it's Merle. pretty cool. Good job. Yeah. That's a very good yeah. point. Bring some brightness too, right? To these longer kind of winter days. Well, these are the, the, the these are the hardest months kind of to get through because it's typically when we get most of our snow, mm-hmm. it's colder and it's and the light is uh, and the days are starting to get longer now, obviously yeah. since uh, the twenty first. But it's still long dark days, <laughs> no matter how you cut it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're right. So you're right. So the, I'm actually happy about that because now, like you said, actually that it's slowing down and. And I keep touching the leaves, and I keep, you know, my son, my partner, I'm like, look at, look at, this is going to be a flower. <laughs> but they don't look at it the way I do, which is fine. I know they're looking at you. Jen, okay. <laughs> well, well I, I got to tell a quick story about my lemon tree. Like, it Oh. it, it looks a little bit hideous right now. I, it got, <laughs> we I let it dry out. It. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, but honestly, it looks, 
I, it has no leaves right now because it dropped all its leaves. I messed Aww. it up. But it has like 50 blooms on it, all at the ends of the of all the branches. Crazy. So it's, yeah, it's blooming like crazy. So I'm stressing it out. So it's saying, hey, I need to reproduce. I need to get out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll stop stressing uh, out your plants. I know. So it's uh, Carolyn put a, a, a string of lights on it. She goes, she's been bugging me last two weeks. Get rid of that hideous thing. And I'm just like, no, no, we got to stay in. I messed it up. I'm going to get it back. Are you? Okay. Um, I like oh, yeah. It. No, no. It's it's still blooming like crazy. So yep. anyway, so Carolyn put a nice little string of lights. So it looks like that Charlie Brown Christmas tree. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it does. We need a picture of that, Merle. I'll send it to you. It's okay. kind of funny. Yeah. But, Anyways, I'm I'm getting it going again. So I, I've okay. got the I've got all the blooms going, and I'm um, I've got my paintbrush stuck in the soil. So every time I see a new bloom open up, I do the I just take the the paintbrush in there and rub it around, trying to do some cross pollination. And uh, so hopefully I'll get some lemons, and I'll start getting some leaves back here again soon. Nice. And uh, so what about that when they talk about self pollinating plants? Yeah. Right, so I because I assume well, right. Yeah, a lot some of plants. Stuff, yeah, yeah. A lot of them don't need cross pollination. Self, a lot of them just um, self pollinate themselves. Okay. So it just, I guess, the pollen just falls into the stamen and it does its stuff. Some need cross pollination, and lemon is one of those that it needs some help. So typically, that's why a lot of people like I suggest we put them outside during the summer because mm-hmm. then we have the bees and the flies, all the other stuff helps with that so when they bloom they get cross-pollinated from the bees see this is and good this is good information so that's why this is why bees are very important in yes. our ecosystem and and uh and don't go spraying them if you think it's a wasp just make sure you you know what it is before you give it a blast yeah and but we need that but if you have it in the house you have to you have to be the bee so what you do <laughs> is you just you, you take the paintbrush and it has there has to be a tiny little one the softer the bristles the better right. you think of a little bee little furry bee and then you just you have to make the noise too otherwise it doesn't oh. work oh it bzzz. I- <laughs> so i know it's true though. I, I don't know where to go with it. that, Merle. But if, um, the, if the plant uh, doesn't hear the bzzz, uh, it doesn't work. Okay. So, <laughs> so if everybody's saying, "Well, Merle, that didn't work," well, you probably didn't buzz. You probably didn't why. buzz. Well, there's the vibration yeah. to the buzzing, so that helps kind of shake things around <laughs> too, right? Okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So you're getting it. You're getting it. I got it. I so got you, bzzz, this. you do all that, and you and you go from bloom to bloom, and just mess around with it. Be gentle, though. Yeah. And, and then hopefully you get that cross pollination happening, and you'll get some lemons. And I'll keep you updated on my on my lemon tree here, as we as we get through the season, as the days get longer. I'm hoping to see some leaves popping out again. I'm assuming it will because it's sending out like blooms like crazy. So there's some life in there. I'm going to give it a shot of rage. I've been using ask, strictly yeah. yeah. I usually use thirty ten ten on it, but I think it needs a little bit of inner help. So I'm going to bring out the big guns and bring out the rage plus and uh, okay. and push some life back into it. So. Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll take some before and after pictures. It'll be like, uh, what was that old show when they used to do the makeover? The Swan. This will be the Swan moment for my lemon tree. The Swan. What? Do you remember the Swan? That? It was a brutal hmm. reality show where they took somebody in who had bad hair, bad teeth, or something, and then they oh, gosh. put all these fake veneers and made them all look plasticky. Oh. It was great. <laughs> 
gosh, no. <laughs> I am a little bit younger than you, Merle, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, um, okay, so wait a second. I want to go back to the amaryllis, too. So Yes. W- so we, so how do finished, we... Yeah, it's finished blooming, let's say. Now what do we do with it? So now what you do is you let it... Once the bloom's done, make sure there's not another one coming up. And that's mm-hmm. really important. Because a lot of times you'll see two or three come up. So if if the one is done, go down to the bottom as sort of as low as you can go without damaging any of the lower leaves. So just and then you want to cut that big bloom off because that's it's taking energy away. <clears throat> and then you let it leaf out. So now after it's done blooming, it'll send all kinds of leaves out. Oh. And then you you let it grow like a house plant, like for let it go for a couple months or something, right? Hmm. And then just one day, say so for January, March, March first sort of in that area, just stop watering it. Just let it go totally dormant. Just let it just die back. But in the meantime, through January, February, March, fertilize it sort of every two weeks with 15, 30, 15. So that's adding the big phosphate uh-huh. number, the middle number, getting building that phosphate. We're, what we're doing is we're re-energizing that bulb and we're, we're, we're adding that, the, what it needs, those trace elements for it to rebloom. Okay. So... By fertilizing it, 15, 30, 15, you're going to get that into there. You're going to recharge that bloom. And then March, middle of March, 1st of March, just stop watering altogether. Let it totally dry out. All the leaves will fall off. And then as soon as they go all brown and, and crinkly a bit, cut all that off. Take it into a cool, dark place. Maybe put it into a cardboard, small cardboard box or a paper bag and poke a few holes in it. And then maybe fill that bag with a cocoa moss or a peat moss, or even just a really dry new potting soil, and then just store it in the coolest, darkest place without freezing for, and just leave it there till about mid-November, hmm. and then you can bring that out, repot it. And do and, it all again. Uh, yeah, you should be good to go. And huh. uh, and I got a pure red one this year. I'm actually excited about that one. I, I, I've been going white the last few years. This year I got the the bright, the dragon red, or whatever it's called. Yeah, it, uh, I got that lion one. Mine's red too, but nice. I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, let's see. So, so that should, um, for the most part, get those blooming again. But let's go. We're actually going to take a break, and I should have. We do have Gordon on the line. We'll go to Gordon right after this little break. Okay. Um, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire from Spruce It Up as well. Hello. She's down in the greenos. And we're going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Hello, Merle. It's slabble, not slibble. <laughs> there you go. How you doing? Good. Um, I'm calling about my succulents. Um, you know my history about Absolutely. My succulents. Yeah, you're a, you're a little bit of a succulent Afriendo, perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, my question is, um, when sh- I want to uh, uh, propagate uh, one or two of my succulents, uh, just tear off a leaf and then pop it in, in the soil, I'm just wondering, when should I do it uh, next year? Um, I'm Because I watered... My my uh, plants last week, 
and uh, I'm just letting them dry out for about a month and then and then uh, rewater it again. Now I'm just wondering, should I uh, pull off a leaf of of um, the succulents I want to propagate about a, a couple of days before I water and then uh, jam it in? No, you're, you're better to do them right after you water. You want to water them. Um, you want to propagate when they're full. Um, if you if you're stressed out, if you have them already dry, it makes it a lot harder. Yeah. Um, so I I like to do it. Um, it and w how can you let them dry out for a month? Is that just? Uh... Well, I uh, last year I was I was doing it about every two weeks over the winter. And, That's right. Uh, and you were getting some fungus gnats or something last yeah, year, didn't you? Or yeah. something. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, I thought I remembered that. Um, so, yeah, with with those, as long as you let them dry out in between waterings, um, but when you when you are propagating, they will do a much better. You'll get better results if you do it if if the plant is already fully hydrated. So, like if you're doing a jade or any of your um, whatever other succulents that you want to do, it's much easier to do when they're fully hydrated mm -hmm. because then okay, it's not. So I so, okay, let's say I'm going to be watering uh, next week, so I should uh, pull the leaf off so it can scab for a couple of days, and then when I water, stick the... Uh... No, what you want to do is water first, let everything really hydrate, like water it really well, yeah. let it rehydrate for a day or two, let all the water fill up all the leaves back up, Yeah. then take your cuttings... And yep. then continue on from there. Okay. All righty. And have yourself a good uh, 2022. <laughs> Hopefully, we're over all this malarkey. <laughs> I have a fe I have a feeling we're over it. Lord, it's time to move on. I yep. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um. So thanks, Gordon. All right, thanks, Gordon. All okay, right. You too. All right. Bye. -bye. I yeah, I can't get too political. I get going on a tangent on that one, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to gardening. Unless we're talking about trees and shrubs, I like to mm -hmm. give the city a hard time about which I could do that. <laughs> All right, and actually, we have another caller, Jen. We're gonna go okay. to Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Hi there. Good morning. Hi. How Good morning. How are you? We're great. We're great. Right. How can we help you? Well, I have a Christmas cactus, and it blooms two weeks before Christmas, but it doesn't bloom any other time. I'm just wondering why. And my daughter took a piece of my cactus to try to, like, get like to get another cactus. That didn't work. So I have, like, a couple questions. It's sitting here. It's got beautiful blooms still on it because it's done blooming. I'm just wondering how you can make it bloom before Christmas, plus how do I make babies, you know what I'm saying, to, to give out, because this plant is so old now. Well, Jen, you can go ahead on part of that if you like. Oh, with the, the flowering, I I think in terms of fertilization will help with flowering and proper light. I know a lot of people, I don't know a lot of people, I know a few people, one of my good friends, Nancy, is able to get their Christmas cactus to go again. I'm not sure, Merle, what you think. Sometimes I feel like it's the luck of the plant. <laughs> you can do all the things that you want. Um, I know in my case, my Christmas cactus was under grow lights, and we talked about that. Um, I didn't give it the proper light cycle, and so it wasn't able to bloom again. Um, so that's where I yeah, can go they, with that. Yeah. Yeah. If they need, if they need, if they get too much light, Michelle, they will 
they won't bloom. Like they need to go through that darkness cycle, almost like the twelve and twelve, like a similar like a poinsettia. Right. Because that's what and that's what triggers a lot of these seasonal plants to bloom. It's the light. So if you have it in a room with lights on all day, um, like mm-hmm. I have mine in our living room, which we we tend to we hang out during the day, mm-hmm. um, but at night we go up to or we have a TV room or whatever. Um, so we typically the lights go out in that lower part where yeah. the where that plant is. So it, it gets the dark cycles, yeah. and that triggers it. Like mine blooms probably three times a year. Oh. Um, it just <laughs> and it's crazy. And I it's been blooming mine, since Canadian Thanksgiving, and it just finished. So, and I think mine may bloom a couple more times, but I'm not like like I forget because it sits on the ground here. I'm looking at it right now. I have a very open, like you said, it's it's in a very open, bright area. So yeah, but do the yeah. lights stay on all day? Is there a room that can get a bit more of a cycle going? Like yeah. where you get some darkness. Yeah, I should do that because then you said it'll promote more flowers. Then is that what? You well, that's what that's triggers saying? it. Like if it okay. if it's getting yeah. the light, like if a poinsettia grower, um, like they're very particular what greenhouses they grow their poinsettias in too. Like if there's headlights coming up and yeah. flashing light in on a greenhouse full of poinsettias, it, yeah. they won't go into their cycle. Like right. things like that, you can't force it. It's yeah. it's mother nature triggers it, and what triggers yeah. is is the light light cycles. Yeah. But and and for propagating them, there it is pretty easy. So similar to when we were talking about Gordon, yeah. is actually I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a quick break, Michelle, and then we'll explain this after. Um, okay, I'm good. just at that point, so just we'll put you guys on hold, and okay, we'll take Thank a quick you. break. Thanks You're listening time. to okay, Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I have Jen Lemire with Hello. me. And, and we also have Michelle on the line. Hi, and we're just going to – hi, Michelle. And you were just going to talk about propagating your zygocactus or um, – maybe is your is – the, is the Christmas cactus you have, does it have pointy ends at the end of the each yeah. little s- – Okay, mm. so that's more of the Thanksgiving, what they call Thanksgiving Easter cactus, So, oh. which they're all part of the same family. There's one that's kind of – and they're really hard to get. Like the true Christmas cactus is a round one. So these oh. ones, they all – they play with the lighting to get them to bloom in time for Christmas because they propagate much easier, So, which right. is good in your case. We're going to be able to make some more for you. Oh, perfect, because so, I've had it. I've had it for a long time, <clears throat> and I actually – I actually hacked it this summer outside. I just I'm tickled pink that it's actually blooming because hmm. I did I did attack it this summer to because it was so big and it was outgrowing the pot. It's yeah, no, healthy. and sometimes that's the best thing to do too because a lot of times as it gets a bunch of old foliage, it's using all that energy trying to keep up that old foliage. So yeah. by cleaning that up, it rejuvenates it. Right. So what you did is great. Okay, and then for so for propagating, out, yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's the word propagate. I don't know the the terminology, so it's propagating. Yeah, we're just okay. gonna yeah propagate. Yeah, so we're just gonna root it. So what you want to do is water it really well, like let it dry out first, but then water it really well, and and you'll see the difference because a lot of people run their Christmas cactus pretty dry, and they become a bit mushy a bit. Yeah. So this. Make sure you give it a good thorough watering so the water comes out the bottom of the pot. 
leave it a couple days, let all the leaves rehydrate up nice and full. Yeah. And then right at where the where the, each little segment is, if you just break off one segment, yeah. and and then you can just actually just stick that right into soil. Um, you can uh -huh. dip it into a rooting hormone if you have one, like a number one rooting hormone. But if okay. you don't, you can just stick it right in the soil. Like mm -hmm. I had a couple break off on mine. I stuck it in my jade pot, and now I got a Christmas cactus starting <laughs> to grow right in my oh, jade wow. pot. Nice. So it should be fairly easy. So maybe break off three or four, um, put it them into some soil, and, yeah, and my, keep it. Sorry, my daughter go ahead. Had no, sorry to interrupt. My daughter had no luck, so that's why it's she would love to try it again. I know somebody else. Sorry, I'm cutting into your program here. Um, I know somebody that's that had a yeah. I've had somebody that's had a Christmas cactus for 30 years. Oh. So what I would do too, you know those takeout oh. containers I was talking about earlier, like with the glass lid on them. Yeah. Fill that with soil. Break yeah. off a few segments of your Christmas cactus. Water yeah. the soil. Put them in okay. there, and then put that glass lid in there, and put it into a sunnier spot. And that'll help with the moisture, keep it humid. And those little, um, the things you get your strawberries in or these takeout containers that we all have now because um, we we're not allowed out anymore because we're all locked up. Yeah. Um, so now we have all this propagating tools that they've given us, so we got to do something with it. So, okay. um, so those make great propagation things. Okay, perfect. And not that I don't want you coming to buy the greenhouses <laughs> for me, but these are great little ones well, that yeah. – yeah. Yep. Um, and you might as well use them. And the only reason I have uh, uh, I ate a little bit my wife's leftover Christmas. She makes this um, Christmas morning wife surprise thing. It's sort of a ham. Anyways, I had the rest <laughs> of it. I have this container sit beside me that leftovers. So it made me think, hey, that's a perfect little greenhouse. So that nice. that will work. And my so, daughter's a, it, my daughter's a teacher, so I keep a lot of containers for her. So yeah, I get for it. the kids. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well thanks, you guys Michelle. Are awesome. Nice to listen. Thank to you. I've never, I've never phoned into your program. Thanks for taking my call. Aww. Of course. Yeah. Don't be shy. Call again. Talk okay, to you. Good. Thank Bye, you. Michelle. Bye. -bye. Thanks. All right. Jen and I are going to take a quick break. Um, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's lightly snowing and minus 28 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary police are asking for the public's help to locate a missing man. 38-year-old Timothy McMillan went missing from St. Andrews Heights Northwest on Wednesday, December 22nd, and police are concerned for his well-being. He's described as approximately 6 feet tall, 180 pounds, with brown hair, and walks with a limp. Anyone with information is asked to contact the non-emergency line. In his annual holiday message to Albertans, our premier offered words of encouragement. Jason Kenney spoke of brighter days ahead despite the ongoing pandemic. After these nearly two long years of loss and disruption, everyone needs to know that they are valued and that there is hope for a brighter future. Kenney also acknowledged the continued hard work of Alberta healthcare workers, saying they have gone above and beyond the call of duty over the past two years. The Public Health Agency of Canada says it's investigating its investigation into a salmonella outbreak in Western Canada has determined that 84 people have become ill this fall from the bacteria. The agency says on its website that the outbreak is linked to Alaska brand frozen whole kernel corn and people have reported getting sick in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba and Ontario, 
but those cases were linked to travel to Alberta and B.C. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has issued a food recall warning for Alaska brand frozen whole kernel corn and for Fraser Valley Meats brand frozen whole kernel corn, saying people should not eat, use, sell, or serve any of the recalled products. Reactions are coming in from around the world to the death of human rights activist Desmond Tutu. The Nobel Peace Prize winner was an uncompromising foe of South Africa's racist apartheid policy and helped bring an end to the country's brutal oppression of its black majority. Tutu called Nelson Mandela's 1994 election as South Africa's first black president a turning point in the history of race relations. Before our very eyes, we see a miracle unfolding and our dreams becoming reality as the sun shines on a new dawn for us all, black and white together. Tutu had been battling cancer for two decades. He died at the age of 90. A week of Kwanzaa celebration starts today. Derek Dennis reports. It's a seven-day celebration of community, family, and culture with daily principles observed as a means to help African Americans reconnect with their African roots and heritage. Those principles, unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Nighttime candle lightings offer an opportunity to discuss the day's principle and its meaning. Kwanzaa was first celebrated in 1966. Derek Dennis, ABC News. NASA's next big space telescope is on its way to deep space after a successful launch Christmas Day from French Guinea. The $10 billion James Webb Space Telescope is a joint project 25 years in the making between NASA and the European and Canadian space agencies. NASA Program Director Greg Robinson says an enormous international effort has made it all possible. We're on our journey uh, thanks to this uh, tremendous partnership I say the world gave us this telescope, and we we handed it back to the world. Canadian scientists have been working on the Webb mission almost from the start and will be among the first countries to study its discoveries. Taking a look at sports, Team Canada kicks off its tournament at the World Juniors today against the Czech Republic in Edmonton at 5. In other preliminary round action, the defending champion United States takes on Slovakia at 7.30 in Red Deer, Russia plays Sweden, and Finland faces Germany in the early games. Canada's Olympic mixed doubles curling trials have been cancelled. Curling Canada says it made the decision because of a rise in athletes testing positive for COVID-19. The tournament to determine Canada's mixed doubles team for February's Winter Olympics in Beijing were scheduled to begin on Tuesday. Global News SkyTracker weather, an extreme cold warning is in effect for the city of Calgary. Extremely cold wind chill values are expected into next week, with the coldest between minus 40 and minus 50. A 60% chance of flurries in minus 25 today, a wind chill near minus 40, partly cloudy and minus 34 overnight. Sunny tomorrow with a high of minus 29 and a wind chill of minus 41. A mix of sun and cloud and minus 19 on Tuesday, sunny and minus 20 on Wednesday. It's minus 28 at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Jen from the Green Oaks. Welcome back, Jen. Hi, Merle. Thank you. Um... And we actually got a couple callers, so we're actually okay. going to go to Al right off the bat here. Good morning, Al. Good morning, Merlin Jen. Hello. How can we help you? 
I'm so happy you're on this morning. Otherwise, I would not know what to do with myself between 9 and 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you joined us, and thanks for phoning in. It makes it uh, it makes it nicer for Jen and I. I'm, I'm lucky I'm sitting in my house in my office, and Jen's uh, out at Spruce It Up, so... Uh, Great to have you with us. How can we help? I don't you? know. I don't know who's luckier, Jen or us. <laughs> I think Jen. I think Jen is. Me, I, think she gets, I am. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Anyways, What's the up? question there is: uh, uh, I've been able to uh, back and forth take chives out in the summertime, and then I put them in the house for the winter. And uh, usually they die back. I give them a shot of Rage Plus. Now I got so many chives. I'd put chives on my cereal if I had cereal. <laughs> I think they're good for you, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and you don't get bad breath in onions, so it's even better. So that's perfect. It's great um, on pizza. Mm. I've, I've, I've never done that on pizza. Actually, I've had like I do eggs and baked potatoes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I have to try that. I have to try it on the pizza. Chives are a great plant. So what? What do you? What do you? What's the? You sounds like you got it all under control there. Well, that's just that part. I did. Uh, I did a little experiment, and because I loved the fresh dill, so yeah. it died off in uh, the poles. And uh, I planted it in the house, but I've got no response out of that. I just wonder, and I have this little portable kind of small greenhouse thing in the house yeah. with shelving. Uh, to get some other herbs going in there, do you need uh, maybe like a grow light to get it going? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Grow light will make a okay. big difference. Yeah. This time of light, especially in their house, you're going to get a lot of filter light through the window. Which isn't isn't enough. You need those. You need the good BTUs on that. You need the good full spectrum light on it. Yeah. And uh, and the brand we carry, and I can't remember the exact name, but ours are a local brand of of lights that we have at at Spruce, and they're they're awesome. And they uh, it makes a big difference. Like I said, but if you use them the wrong light, like Jen, she was putting on her. Christmas cactus trying right to now, get it to bloom, right <laughs> and it, but it gave it too much light, yeah. and it wouldn't bloom right. So, but throughout the winter, Al, it makes a big difference if you're supplementing your light. Really uh, does sort of the yeah twelve on twelve off sort of thing. I see. Um, yeah, it makes a big difference. And uh, grow herbs like I, I would avoid dill in the house because they get so big. Like I, I grow stuff you like, like if there's if it's basil, um, cilantro. Um, things like that, um, any of the oregano things that don't go crazy, you know, like in the house, but they grow just nice and you use them. Mojito mints, if you want to make some nice mojitos over the winter, those work great. Yeah, the uh, that's the thing on a lot of the herbs. I don't even know what they smell like or taste like. So I'd like to mm. try a few different ones to then when I know, I hear the name of the the spice or the herb, yeah. And I know what it is. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Merle. No, I was saying we're just about to get our all our new seeds, and we'll have an awesome selection. We do have some herbs in now. Seeds. Mm -hmm. um, we will be getting herbs in in January, like live plants, as well. But uh, all of our seed collection should be in within the next week or so, and out on sure. in stock. Crazy. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's that time to start. Uh, we get to be a garden center again, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, 
but over the winter, uh, it is it's it's fun, and you can grow some of the even some of the smaller um, tomatoes. Um, and like I said, I, I grow herbs that you like because sometimes they grow, and if they don't get used, they go to bloom right away, mm-hmm. and they and they don't do well. Like so, when you start seeing your bloom or your your any of your herbs starting to go to bud, and if you don't use them. They kind of just they'll just fade away. So you you got to use, use start with three or four that you like, use them, and then add to your collection from there. Okay, so you get those started in those little seedling pots, and then move them up there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That exactly. Yeah, and the light will help with that, and uh, make sure they get some air, um, watering. Just play with the watering. Keep watering consistently. Um, in the beginning, you'll need to stay on top of it, not soaking wet, but just to stay moist so they can get okay. going. Yeah. Right. And okay. some of the herbs, you just got to be a little bit patient. Read the read the label or the package. <laughs> like if you, like some, like if um, they'll sprout right away. A lot of the perennials and herbs, they sometimes take a little bit longer. Like the seeds are a harder case on them, so it, they take a little bit longer to germinate. And so if you have them in a good warm spot, if you have a little bit of heat from underneath, doesn't hurt either, um, especially trying to do it in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Those few little things make a big difference. Okay. And even if you get some of those clamshell things, like I was saying, from those takeout, those are great for starting seeds. And then if you get a heat mat, you can just set those plastic containers on top of a heat mat. And if you have your light above it, um, you're, set, you're, you're perfect because then you can do – if you have some of those smaller containers, you can just say, okay, one is um, cilantro, one is basil, one is this, and it makes right. it a little easier to separate. Right. Fine. All righty. All right. Well, let us know how that goes, Al, and mm. uh, either share some pictures or give us a show back. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, I'm just going to learn how to share pictures because right now me and technology – is I'm like Killix on a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> we nice. can help you with that too if you like. Al, come on in. Yeah, yeah I coming will. down the show. And, uh, yeah, you just text and you can share a picture. Like Michelle just sent us. She goes, "Hi, this is Michelle that called in. Here's a picture of her cactus, and uh, she she shared her picture with us, which is awesome. So, um, so awesome to hear from you, Al, and hopefully we can help you out there. Well, all right, take care. Bye bye. All right, great to hear from Al, and we're going to go to Don. Good morning, Don. Morning, Don. Good morning. The best of you in the new year, Merle and Jen. Good morning. Good to you as well. Uh, thank you. So my uh, conflict is with a creature that I think is a bull. It, uh, we heart, well, in fact, I've never hardly ever seen them above ground, and they build mounds in grass gardens. Oh, no. Around trees, fields, they're... Any thoughts on? Yeah, those are the. I, I believe they're voles, um, and they you get those mounds of dirt, and it looks like really nice screened loam when they're done oh, with it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So what they don't like is it grass that's being mowed. So they're probably going in areas that you don't mow that often, um, because they don't like it. Because it when you're mowing it, you're chopping their heads off, so they don't like it a whole lot. Um, <laughs> It's true, though. Um, but, mowing, but, so, the, the mowing, mowing the bulls. 
Yeah. So if if in areas if they're going in the mowed grass, I'd probably just mow maybe a little bit more often. But mm -hmm. soon, when you see those piles of dirt, get your rake and just use that as top dressing. Like pull that nice loam that they've dug, and pull it out. Um, you can set like bait traps if you like, like that sort of like a mouse bait trap if you like. There is some vole traps that you stick in the hole. I find them hard to use. I try to just change the environment for them a bit mm. and get rid of the longer grass a little bit because um, then they tend to move off to more native areas. Okay. All right. Does that make sense? Is that applicable to your situation or? It, it could. It could. <clears throat> I yeah, it is fine because like, I get them down at the campground once in a while. We have a little campground down at the bottom of Spruce It Up. And if I'm not mowing, um, if I miss a week, I, I get mow piles coming up. And But if I'm on it diligent, if I'm down there every week like I should be mowing, um, I don't get them. But the second I leave it for a couple weeks, two or three weeks, and the grass gets a little longer, they figure, oh, yeah, it's okay to get out there again, and then I get my piles of, of dirt. Okay. All right, I'll try Without that. Without using too much traps or poison, because they're hard to trap because they're small, and you, you said you very rarely see them, and it, it's a bit of a pain. So it's easy. I find it's just easier if we can just change the environment and get them to move on to better pasture and uh, stay at your spot, and and then your grass gets mowed a little bit more, and you're good to go. Okay. All right. Thank All you. Right. Good luck. Thanks, Don. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, Don. And those are hard ones, Jen. Hey, because yeah. it's, um, it, it, it it's it's something. It's a little critter that you don't like. You said you don't see them very often. No, and they're not really doing a whole lot of harm because actually that loam that they dig up, they create that nice. It looks like just like just nice, nice, nice green loam. So I always just pull it back and just rake it into the lawn because it works great as a little top dress around yeah. those spots. Yeah, and. Yeah, and, you got to yeah. make it hard for them, right? That's that's I think the key too is just keeping everything bare, you know, as bare as you can possibly make it. Like you said, they'll go look for more native. Um, yeah, kind of yeah longer areas where yeah, where the grass, where the lawnmower isn't going over them once a week and yeah. chewing up what they what they like, and then they they happen to get in there. Well, yeah. here we go. Here's uh, oh, <laughs> here what, uh, good solution. From, no, Gord from Airdrie. Best solution for vole problem is move. <laughs> <laughs> That's there one way go. to do it. Somebody else's problem awesome. then. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take another quick break here. Um, if you want to join Jen and I, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm joined by Jen Lemire. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, where it, the Buy More, Save More sale is on now. Spruce It Up, Green It Up, Prune It Up. We got you covered. And Jen and her team have you covered down at Spruce It Up. And yeah. so, Jen, we, we got a few things. Uh, I think we're uh, no more callers. So if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403. Nine seven four eight two five five, and we we did a list up of some things um, that uh, we, we'd like to chat about. We we've got a little bit of a, and I know this is something you you you're a bit of a naturalist, um, <laughs> like you yeah. you like 
you like the good things for your body, right? Like you like the I yogas do. and the and you and you watch what you eat and yeah. you're not putting yeah. Like you yeah. don't you don't eat with me. You oh. you're not coming through the <laughs> oh, McDouble yes, drive through and the Coke Zeros all day long. So. Fair, fair. I understand. yeah, but I, yeah. I do. I like I like to make the effort, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, but which I, is, I will which say is I just good. brought in cinnamon buns this morning, Merle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully anyway. you hide one and hide one for me. I will. Um, I got you. All right. So, yeah, on that um, note, what were you thinking? No, I was just thinking, like, all the things I know um, we've brought in a bit of the, like, the naturalist and the, like the sage and all the stuff that goes around mm. gardening and, and doing good things in your life, which is part of gardening. So yes. I know you have a, like, uh, of like things that you like to do. And so what kind of plants and like, what do you do like with your plants at home? Like, oh. like, what do you, what are you trying to accomplish? Like in your house there? Like, um, I know uh, you have a, you have a factuation with your plants. So what do you, <laughs> Really? Is it that obvious? I um, I don't know. I just I like to just uh, you know what? I really look at plants like therapy. And I think you had I can't remember who you had on in the summer. Um, she has sort of a wellness thing with plants and soil. Um, but that's kind of how I look at it for myself. I like to get the unique things. I like to try things. So I'm all over the place. I've got one of those IKEA cabinets. Jess recommended that to me, or she introduced me to that. Um, and so I've got those with some of our lights in there. And I have succulents. I do have some several different Hoyas. I think I've got six different ones. But I go from, um, like, the Jewel Orchid all the way to, uh, gosh, I have Monstera. I have the Audrey, all the things. I like color. Um, I like to try to get things to flower, obviously, but I don't always do a good job. And um, just yesterday, I was cleaning my leaves because that's, I don't know, there's something. And I was busy. But I isn't I, that it, it's something right? that satisfactory. I just walked. I have a little fiddlehead fig, like the the, mm -hmm. the smaller leaf one. And I just looking at it, I go, it looks like it looks bad, like not quite as bad as my lemon tree. But my my <laughs> my, it, it needs a it needs a wiping. Right. And I'm just like, so I'm going to do that after the show. I walked by it and it's like, oh my god, that looks. It needs some. Need some loving, and they um, love it. So they love it. Yeah, they do respond really well, and I love what you guys have done. Like I was, I was watching uh, Jess yesterday. A uh, customer came in; she, they bought a plant, and and we transplant um, for free if you buy a plant in a pot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you guys mix up like, not just the regular soil. I know you guys do it behind my back. Yeah, a few little <laughs> nourishment. We do. You, you, we do. you fluff up the soil a little nicer, yeah, and and you guys add and but just the care, <laughs> like she does up. it. She yeah, she yeah. cleans up the pot. She wipes all the plant off. She gives it a she spray. Does. Yeah, and that's what you guys have created in there. Like I like I said, like um, you've stepped up the standards and and which Thank is you. awesome. So it Thank yeah, you. and and definitely yeah. notice it. So it's it's and I think. Our, our clients and our customers that are coming in, they definitely notice like a lot of those little things hopefully show and, uh, and can you get a plant sometimes cheaper at a box or you see it there? Absolutely. But you're not going to get the care and the loving and the advice that you get from a, from an independent garden center. So thank you. Um, Merle. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very, uh, we take a lot of pride in that. Um, all of us in, well, all of us downstairs, but, uh, 
the greenhouse team for sure. We we like to make things tidy. We like to to help, right? And and we like to help offer the right plant for you too. If if somebody has the time to talk about it, because sometimes they're interested in a plant that sort of doesn't suit the environment that they want to put it in. So we'll try and guide you that way. Or that's you the know, biggest the thing, Jen. Like yeah. it it is. It's just like outside when I see people plant plants and they have a north location and they're trying to grow like nine barks or different mm-hmm. things they're trying to get something a rose tree to bloom on the north side it just it won't happen like get the right plants yeah. for the right area and and uh and those kind of things so it's important and this is the time of year when you can do those plans and i know if you're looking to do landscaping conrad who is joined our landscape team as our landscape architect, and he's a graduate of Guelph University, and he's phenomenal. He loves and he's it. He's really, dude. yeah, he's good. He's coming into his own. Like he's creating some neat things. Like um, we're working on a big project, and he just he created some pretty unique um landscape. So it's pretty cool seeing what Conrad is is pumping out. So sure it's is. uh I give him a little hard time, but like I tell I guess so and I like it because he, <laughs> he's uh he's doing a good job. So very good. But some of the trends that I'm I'm looking like and and you look after the annual section when we get into the summertime. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the trends is reading, and 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 then people are going to be staying home a bit more for the next year or two. People are still, we don't know what's going on in this crazy place. Um, so people that want like creating that tropical area out on your back patio. So yeah. we're really going to try and push a lot more um, tropical plants into our annual containers, yeah. just showing people what you can create and and uh, yeah, yeah. So going to be fun. Yeah, so those, and these are just some of the trends I've been looking, and some some I agree, and some I've kind of changed a bit to fit our area a bit more. Mm-hmm. So this one, blurring the lines between indoors and out, and I kind of like that one too because um, you try to create that space where you can just transition into your yard, and and I find um, with a lot of the builders, they're they're set on these walkout basements. I'd love to see a few more done without the walkouts i see there's about there's about 25 percent in the area because i find with a walkout it's good but you live on your deck like there's nothing like if you have a backyard and you can just transition from your living room right out into your yard yeah it's just it's it's just you can create i find a lot more because the deck limits you so i I find that Because a lot of people, you have this gorgeous house, and then you walk out, and you're just on your deck, and then you you can't go. You have this big yard, but you never go down there because it's all it's all the way down the stairs, right? right? So, no, I get it. Yeah, That's so gorgeous. Um, yeah, so my next house, if I build one, will it's definitely not going to be a walkout. So I'm going to try and uh, trying if I can find the right place to do something. Maybe I'll do something like that here one day, but. Those those kind of things is creating those outdoor rooms because it's nice to spend some time outside, and mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, Tony just said we got to take a quick break. So if you'd like to join us after the phone, <laughs> yeah, I know I was looking at the clock. I'm at the twenty nine. You can join us four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. It's lightly snowing and minus 28 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. Calgary police are asking for the public's help to locate a missing man. 
38-year-old Timothy McMullen went missing from St. Andrews Heights Northwest on Wednesday, December 22nd, and police are concerned for his well-being. He is approximately 6 foot tall, 180 pounds, with brown hair, and walks with a limp. Anyone with information is asked to contact the non-emergency line. An extreme cold warning is in effect for the city. If you're going outside, remember to bundle up. Exposed skin can get frostbite in a matter of minutes. Chance of flurries in minus 25 today, a wind chill of minus 40. Cloudy in minus 34 overnight with a wind chill of minus 43. Sunny in minus 29 tomorrow, a wind chill of minus 41. It's minus 28. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Set Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Jen. And, Jen, I got a, uh, a tip on the mm. text line. So if someone wants to join or, or text or call, 403-974-8255. And this says, uh, when I used to listen to Wade and Barry, we had lots of ideas of dealing with pests. For example, go to the dollar store and buy a realistic-looking snake. It keeps Ooh. the squirrels off your deck and move it around because they get used to it. But it does work. <laughs> really? For other critters, yeah, for other critters in your grass, <laughs> use juicy fruit gum. Break it up at the entrance to the holes. They love it. The smell and the taste bungs them up, and then they're gone. <laughs> so the bulls will chew the juicy fruit, and that'll do them in. Okay. Wow. There you go. I, I like that little fake snake. It's kind of cool. But. Yeah. I, that, that's, I love that, too, about nature. You know, that we can do some of this stuff, just play yeah, along with it. It's similar. Them. Like, I guess we have the owls. Like, we have the bobbing head, the mm -hmm. bobblehead owl that we sell. Um, and, it, and it works pretty good because it, it is a nuisance sometimes. And you don't want to, like, you don't want to be frustrated with nature because no. we are living within it. Yeah. And, and but they, they love, like, those woodpeckers love um, acrylic <laughs> stucco. Like they go into the newer homes and they love acrylic stucco and they just poke holes oh. in the side of people's houses. Yeah. And it, it is frustrating for if, if they're doing it to your house and for you just, sure. you, yeah. So, no. but those are kind of neat. Um, that's a good idea. Let's so, uh, huh. yeah. And, and rubber snakes. So, that's have the to, best so too, right. The community, people telling other people just, yeah. here's, here's what helps. Here's what works for me. You try it. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's and it, and it and it's cool. It's uh, it, it's neat when you share, and that's the nice thing about gardening. And one of the parts I love about doing this show is, like, I'm always learning and seeing people's different ideas For and sure. and yeah. seeing what works. And uh, it, it's good. And actually, I, I just had a person send me in a partial walkout house. Ooh, I love this too. Yes, but she, hmm. she sent a picture of her backyard. But she's able to walk out right into her yard just a couple steps down. But then she has a lower entrance into her basement, like a second part of her house. So I, I like see. that too. I think I just think the the walkouts, like I, I think they're they're overrated a bit. So I'd like to see some builders. I'm challenging you, builders, to come oh, up with something. There it goes. And it and it's Good. a lot. We've created a lot of drainage problems by creating all these walkouts because right. th what do they have to do with all that dirt? Like when they grade everything, mound everything up, like hmm. in church ranches, I know out in Bearspaw had years and years of problems because you build these three to 5,000 square foot houses and you have to dig some pretty big holes for those houses. Right. Yeah. So 
where does all the water go? And they like they had flood issues there for a number of years. There you go. And I think they still nature. deal with it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you got to let um let it go sort of the old school um bungalows, but I was like when they build the walkout and then you you spend $20,000 to put those expensive blackout curtains so you can watch <laughs> TV downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so true. So I shouldn't true. beat up on the walkout so much, but I just I see it and I just see everyone living on their deck and I and I got that from a, an old client. Not he's not old, but I guess he, he's a little bit older now than he was. Uh, Rudy Van Ness was mm-hmm. a was a gentleman. I landscaped his house way back when, and he built a big bungalow. And he goes, I want to walk out. He's one of the only guys that didn't do a walkout. And he goes, and he explained to me why, and it just it stuck with me. It just made total huh. sense. And uh, and it, it was just a pretty cool. Um, so I, I kind of I try to do those things if I see ideas, and and I love when I get the opportunity to do that. So you can just create that uh, transition. Well, Chris's house. I went to her house who who works at the store. Yeah. And you go right into her backyard, and she's created like this garden, uh, awesome oh, place in her backyard. Yeah, I believe you walk it. through. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, she has these little rooms and things like that, and this is a pathway through. But you get to enjoy it a lot more when you're down right in your yard. Um, so I'd yep. like to see a way we can transition transition that a bit more into uh, into some of the home building. So if any of your builders are listening and you want to chat with me, um, let's <laughs> well, talk. Let's come up with some ideas. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> good. And I like what you. you said, too, about rooms when you when you talked earlier about bringing the inside out. You know, making that yep. transition and, and back in again. I like that uh, you mentioned that Chris has rooms because I think those themes, those ideas are really cool as well. And just to get you outside and using the space too, right? Not everybody can do that, but you can easily simplify as well and kind of, oh gosh, I would just hit up Chris. <laughs> There's yeah, some motivation I, I, that way. I am, um, well, I kind of live in a walk world like in my area and I just see so many people have these great backyards, but they just, they don't use them a lot because yeah. they go sit on the deck up top. And it's just always a bit of a pain to go below. So I think if they, I don't know, I'd like to see maybe a couple builders maybe push that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are on the, if you do have a balcony, but there's lots of things you can do on there too, right? Like we mm-hmm. can do the balcony gardening, um, lots of great pots. Oh, I love that. There's so many themes too. You could do, uh, oh gosh, I, you could do like a Japanese theme. I know people used to do, I don't know if it's trendy anymore, but the, the color schemes, and I know white was a, a very popular one for a while, just having all white blooms and it looks quite elegant and, and beautiful at night as well. Um, oh gosh, and foliage. And I know the, pan t- the Pantone of the year is very peri. It's peri- kind of very, a, very? yeah, it's I'm kind peri- of a, P E R I. So oh, very Perry. Perry. Yes, yes. Perry. Like Perry Winkle. Uh, I got you. Yeah, right? so yeah, it is. So it's that light, really light hmm. purple color is the purple of the is the color purple of the year. <laughs> color of the year. <laughs> you need more coffee, so, Merle. Yeah. Yeah. So Perry, it's very Perry. similar, like the a little lighter than the Jack Manny clematis, I would mm-hmm. say, is sort of if you're looking for a reference point to the color. So Interesting. um that's uh, yeah. that's interesting. I'm gonna pull that up right now. I'm right in front of the computer, so I can have a peek. But that's uh, that'll be fun too um, to complement with some of the darker foliage stuff as well. I think. And 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the trends is, is again, foliage plants. We've seen that take off like crazy. Yes. And I think it. we're going to see a lot more of that coming up. I'm hoping in this season um, will be kind of cool. Um, I know yourself and my and me and Terry have worked hard with our with our suppliers, and uh, and now we have Jess is going to be digging in on that as well mm-hmm. of of trying to get this uh, bit more foliage stuff, and then really want to transition some of those tropical plants outside. I think yeah. um, it's going to create like putting a monstera out on your patio. Like you feel like you're in Florida oh, for vacation. Please. Yeah. Monstera, uh, the banana leaf as well. Didn't Chris have I one? I got one side? grown. I started one. Yeah. I, I took one? one home. Yeah. Yeah. It was like about a foot high. It's almost three feet high now. Right. Yes. Gorgeous. When I planted, I think it was August or September. Um, I took it home at the end of the season and uh, so Good I just got another another call or a text, sorry. It says, hey, Merle and Jen, for the person suggesting juicy fruit gum in the backyard, they need to make sure that it doesn't have xylitol, hmm. X-Y-L-I-T-O-L in it. That's poisonous for dogs. So, again, I, I, I guess a lot of the home remedies, you do have to be careful, just as careful, or sometimes even sure. people say it's organic, like yeah. vinegar for killing weeds. Some of the vinegars are way more corrosive. It's like an acid. Like You can burn yourself really badly sometimes with some of these um, organic methods, or and, and you got to be careful with anything you're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Just, and that's I, I I don't mind mentioning some things, but I do I do try to stay away from some of the home remedies because um, if if they're not done right, I think sometimes you cause more harm than good, which we're not out to do. Yeah, so. for sure. And I think to make sure that uh, if anybody has concerns, you need to you need need to double check sort of all the all the things. If you have children, right, or pets, or or whatnot, if you're going to do something different, you want to make sure that's not going to affect them. In any way. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Tony, do we need to take a break? All right, we do. Okay, fine, Jen Jen and I will be right back. (laughs) Jen and I will be right back after the break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen from the Greenhouse. And we do have a couple callers that we're going to go to. We're going to go to Valerie. Good morning, Valerie. Hello. Hey Hi. there. How can I help you? Well, Merle, this is just going to crack you up. I'm an old rancher, and I, I okay. picked up about a foot and a half eagle. <gasps> like, you know, where I had and all that. And I thought, yeah. I'll just put that in my yard. It scared away every bird. So, so I had to put it in the closet, right? Because it scared yeah. all my beautiful birds. And my nephew had a problem with woodpeckers in the city. And so yeah. he said, do you want that eagle? So he takes his eagle, puts it on the top of his flat top garage, bungees it down. Yeah. It ran everything off. There's no more woodpeckers. Wow. I've never, like I used to think owls, but birds get to know that owl. But this thing yeah. is chasing all the birds away, and I don't even know who makes it, but I'll get the name of it and send it in to you, but no bird. And then I have a problem with those tree swallows. Hmm. They, yeah. they can run off hawks. 
so I moved their nests all farther away <laughs> down the fence line. But the life nice. of a rancher, but we've got to check into this eagle thing because it works. That's cool. Awesome. There you are. Yeah, we'll we'll look into that for sure. Thank you so much, There Valerie. you are, dear. Have a very, all very right. happy new year. Aww, bye-bye. You as bye. well. Happy new year to you as well. Bye-bye. And I just got a text from a uh, guest who visited our feeder last week. Not a paradactyl. He's a pelated woodpecker. Loved the show. And that was huh. Murray from Okotoks sent a picture um, of this woodpecker. He's in there. He has uh, a stick hanging. And there's a bunch of holes in there for him. And he's feeding cool. away. But the thing has a beautiful red head. Um, Gorgeous, oh. gorgeous. And I don't know what the furry that. thing is behind it. It looks like there's a squirrel. Like, he has all kinds of critters in this picture. There's a squirrel. There's another bird below, like Murray. Wow. He got it going on. He's got it going on in his backyard there. So, Isn't that um, fun? Is, you know, building something, uh, too, for, for nature? Absolutely. I love yeah. sharing and like when people share those pictures. And I like um, this in the corner, the back of the perennial house where you guys have the bird feeders. Mm-hmm. It's it's calming just to stand back there. And, it uh, is. And it's amazing how close you can get to the birds. So, um, And you oh, can just yeah. stand back there. And the birds, you just stand still for a bit, and then they all just start coming back in. And it, it, it's pretty cool. So It's very cool. And I love showing the kiddos, too. Um yeah. You know, whenever they come to the greenhouse in the summer, mostly, but uh, yeah, at any point, because well, we keep the bird feeders full all year. But that's absolutely. Uh, I agree with you. It's a beautiful spot to just stand and take it in, and you can see all the trees and yeah. yeah look down to the valley, to the little spruce valley there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, now we got uh, Carolyn on the line. Good morning, okay. Carolyn. Oh, good morning. morning. Hi. Yeah, how can we help so, you? So, just wanted to say what I got for Christmas. <laughs> Oh. Okay, yeah, no, let's my, my, let us My know. husband, um, I, I, I saw this thing, this big, solid wood thing, and what the heck is this? I opened it up, and what he's done is he did, he took the advice from the bird lady that was on a few weeks ago and drilled yep. little holes in this piece of wood for me. And I thought, okay, what is it? Then I remembered the garden show, and yeah, okay. And then the next thing I, I found in my stocking was this um, square thing, and I opened it up, and it's a... It's a um, pound of lard. <laughs> <laughs> Either he's in, he wants a pie, or yeah. or, or no, no, no. It's, for, it's to mix with the peanut butter to put yeah. in the little holes in that piece of wood so that we can attract the chickadees. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was fun to share. That's and nice. um, That's awesome. I got a I got a photograph from from our friends who live in Iqaluit. And um, she has, she probably had 15 of those red, little red pole birds, the ones that, yeah. you know, will live in minus 65 degree weather. And she yeah. had this, oh, they were all lined up on the railing of her deck. <gasps> oh, oh wow. Yeah. Amazing. I love when they come in as swarms, like the cedar waxwings, when you get them yeah. coming yeah, in so. in January, that's, February. That's, How lucky. Them, so, you know, they're... Um, Anyway, so she she sent me this photograph, and I thought that was interesting. But I have one question about my lemon tree, as okay. well. Yeah. Um, okay. So so um, it we had lots, like probably fifty fifty um, blooms on the thing, and they all turned into little lemons, and then they every one of them dropped, every single one. Hmm. Yeah. And okay. but uh, to say the other thing is that there was still. <laughs> 
two lemons that were almost ripe on the lemon tree. So I'm wondering if the tree was putting all its energy into getting those lemons bigger, the ones that were on the tree, and not sort of helping the the uh, the, the, the little lemons that were dropping off. But I'm wondering, what did I do wrong to make them drop off? Um, it, it could be just... I, and I've had that issue a couple times. I find if I have them outside, they, they can do a lot better. I find they drop on me more in the house. So I'm not sure if it's just a, a bit of inconsistent watering or because when I water outside, I water a little more often because in the heat, everything dries out a little bit more. And in the sun, um, it's plus 25 or whatever out. So I tend to water a bit more and it seems to keep it going better but inside i have that same issue so what jen and i we will look this up a bit more and so listen in either probably won't have time today but i'll dig in and uh we'll have a little bit more answers on uh maybe i'll see if i can find a, a pure citrus expert to come on mm, and, uh, and share some insight with us well this is my lemon tree was outside on the deck all summer and um yeah, yeah did it, was- it drop when it came in the house Yes. Yeah, that's the same with me. Like I've had that happen, and it, it's a bit frustrating because you see them coming, and yeah. then you just touch it, and they just drop off. Like it's so. I I just think it could like it's just that change. It's a bit of a climate change, I think. Like not the climate change that you hear on the news. It's just the climate <laughs> from outside into the house. Well, here in Vernon, uh, climate change yeah. is on the go. That's for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sure. let me let me get let listen in and uh, hopefully a regular listener. And uh, it's something that we get a lot of people asking about. So yeah. it's something we'll do a larger segment on for sure. Good All idea. right, okay, Marilla, thanks, thanks very much. Carolyn. All the best. You is this Carolyn from Aww. from Vernon or? Yeah, I'm calling from Vernon. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for calling. Uh, you guys Appreciate keep it. warm out there, eh? Thank well, you. yeah, it's cold today. Take care. Yeah, bye bye. Sure. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Um, and Aww. we are going to take a quick break here. Okay. And when we get back, we got uh, we don't have any callers, but we got a bunch of texts, and we'll finish up the show. Um, for the last one of this year, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We have a couple minutes here. We'll finish up. Got a quick question here for you, Jen, from a texter. Okay. Um, it says, hello, this is Angela in Spruce Cliff. If you have time, can you go over winter care of a calanchio? I have grown one from a clipping, and it is growing straight up. Can you suggest how to prune it so that it branches out a bit? Thanks. Oh, well, also good for you. That's impressive. I don't hear a lot of those stories with that particular plant. Um, but yeah, any of those. Absolutely. Plants, right? Yeah, I think that's a big deal. But pinching them back would help with the with the straight upness, depending on if it's reaching for light. Uh, sounds like it's in a good condition if it's going the way it is already anyway. A lot of the succulents, when they're not getting enough light, they start reaching and they get leggy looking. Um, totally it, agree with you. Just give right? it a pinch. That'll thicken pinch her it up. Back. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and clanchios are one that they're, they're, again, a succulent. They propagate fairly easy. Uh, but, like, I agree with you. A lot of people don't do it because they do get – they they can get long and spindly on you quite quickly. So mm-hmm. it's uh, – All right. And I've been corrected. Merle, not cedar waxwings into winter. Those are bohemian 
waxwings in the winter, cedar oh. in the summer. Oh, whenever I think knew. of Bohemian, I've listened to that Queen song too much <laughs> lately. <laughs> whenever I hear that, uh, anyways. Oh, okay, good to know. Yeah, um, I bought this beautiful. This is from Dwight. I bought this beautiful bromeliad last year, and mm. when it's finished, I got three pups. Yeah. Just curious, how many centuries do they take to grow? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, four, four centuries. I um, that's a great question. I know. Oh, how long it takes to get to flower? I'm not really sure, Merle. Do you know? Um. Hmm. I, I believe it takes about two years. Like, to flower. Depending okay. on the growth, yeah. Um, again, a slower growing, um, you need the humidity, typically a rainforest type plant, um, ideal conditions. So I, I think they need, uh, they need to take, they do take quite a while and almost ideal perfect conditions too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, they're Important. ones that you very, and I, I, unless someone, I'd love if someone could pr- send something to me, um, but very rarely do I see one that looks great after it's been at someone's house for a couple of years. So um, sure. usually they get a little bit ragged looking. I, I just got to say a big thanks to Jen hanging in with me today. Um, oh, made it great. And I'm probably going to bug you a few more times in the slower season here. I really, really <laughs> appreciate it. That's awesome. And I love it. hopefully our, hopefully our listeners appreciate it too. Um, happy new year to everybody. Be safe out there. Uh, stay warm and, uh, watch the roads. And again, happy new year from all of us at Spruce It Up and all of us at Let's Talk Gardening, Tony, Jen, and I, um, all the best. See you next week. Bye, Merle. <laughs>